What up, Internet? It's the one and only legend of winning, a.k.a. Low. We back with another episode of the Peer-to-Peer Podcast. On my left, we got two... Oh, no. Esteemed gentlemen. Esteemed, I like that. You got to get close to the mic. I'm back, you know what I'm saying? I'm actually, you should be good, but no, yeah, you should, yeah, get, yeah, just... Hey, on my love, we got two, I guess, esteemed gentlemen. Mm, there we go. One, one is my um, my understudy agent. So Don't call me that. <laughs> agent Zero, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, if you guys are new, you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Drop a five-star on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I, I'm pretty sure I named all the platforms, so there's no other platform you could be listening on. And Oxcorp. Oxcorp. Always in the Oxcorp. Word of mouth. That's <laughs> it. Of course. Oxcorp. And so. in the middle today, we have the one and only Cinco. Yes, ma'am. Welcome yes, to the... Sir. Yes, Um, I don't even remember where I met you, to be honest. I think it was Davis was shooting a video, and I remember seeing you at a mall. Nope. The parking lot. I mean, not the parking lot. The... Well, the basketball court. Mm-mm. Downtown, yeah, it was when Davis downtown was... Downtown Atlanta at the park, when you shot the video oh, about the 2K questions. That, yes. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I shot a video... Uh, I think it was a little bit before NBA 2K20 launched, and it was one of those, like, changed my mind videos... And we were just doing 2K topics. And, yeah, you were one of the people there. And then I, I think I saw you again in Davis's NBA 2K20 and we're life shoot. Um, and then, yeah, so then we just kind of kept in touch. And you kind of have, like, an interesting story, which is why I thought, like, it would be dope to have you on the podcast. So you don't feel like there's no topic you can't touch. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, right. it's very free-flowing conversation. So for the people who don't know who you are, just go ahead and briefly introduce yourself. Well, I go by Cinco. I, Bobby Cinco is my channel name, but I go by Cinco for short. Uh, professional basketball player. I played overseas the last, say like three and a half years, something like that. Um, had a couple NBA workouts after college. Went to Alabama State. Graduated from Alabama State in 2016. Uh, worked out with the Pacers out of college, but is ran it? into some, yeah. Hmm. Said that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just kind of like ran into some issues with agents. Bad agents, not really knowing how to get the job done, and a lot of ends, and I was dealing with the wrong people, you know, fresh out of college, not really knowing nothing, not being a for sure draft pick, you know, just going through the politics of everything. So, had my little ups and downs between, like I said, working out with the Pacers, NBA G League, which actually 2016 was NBA D League, but went to Grand Rapids, which is the team of the Pistons. That really wasn't a good situation. Went to a team I was playing with like three guys who was averaging 20 a game. So it's like, so, yeah, so it's like, yeah, so for people who don't know how that goes, it's like when you go to a G League team, the NBA team actually can have players on their actual roster that they send down to the team to get reps. This is before yeah. the whole two way contract. Oh, so they get all the shots. So they'll come in. Oh, man. So it's like this. On my team, I had Jordan Crawford. Word. People might know Jordan Crawford. Yeah. Jordan Crawford was averaging 20. The Pistons had Henry Ellison and Michael Benajay. Anytime they came down to play, Jordan Crawford would go from playing 35 minutes to 16 minutes. For real? Yeah. So Jordan, you got, they cut Jordan Crawford's so, numbers? Exactly. Oh, so you got Jordan tough. Crawford averaging 20 yeah. going to 16 minutes. So Benajay can get 35 minutes, shoot all the shots, <laughs> and then if it's an afternoon game, he'll make it back and play for the Pistons later that night. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of the reason why um, the G League now is growing so much. And now every team wants their own like G League affiliate. And I know Toronto got one a few years ago um, because there was a whole bunch of stats that came out that said if you have a G League affiliate, then um, your growth and your development of the young guys is just way better. So I guess I guess that's now what they use it for. They do it to keep players in America. Where? Realistically. Yeah. A lot of players bolt the G League and go overseas because you get more money. 
for the most part. Mm-hmm. You can get more money overseas. And they really didn't up the G League pay until the 2K League players. Yeah, salary yeah, because that was crazy. When the 2K League was first announced, they were making more money than the G League players. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people saw a problem with that. So the NBA kind of felt like they had to fix um, it. Yeah, raise that. But do you think, do you think it works though? Because I've, that was the interesting part when they were trying to rebrand the whole G League thing. Because I actually thought that the best way that they can keep, like you said, people in America, and also if they get rid of college to make that transition straight to the D League would probably be the best transition. However, you're not the only person I've heard that from because I, I went I went to high school with somebody named um, Adam Smith who played for F-A- Georgia Tech. F-A- that's that's why I went to high school. Yeah, yeah, I know Adam. Yeah, he went to um he he went to Georgia Tech. Actually, went to another school, then transferred to Georgia Tech. Then he started working out. He worked out for the Charlotte Hornets and stuff like that. Adam and was he, a goddamn bucket in high school. Bucket, straight bucket. <laughs> that man scored fifty points in, in a game, and I like I was and I was watching uh, that live. That man dropped fifty points in a game. And it's not even like a regular forty-eight minute game. It's like only like forty minutes in a high school game or something like that. Straight bucket. But yeah, so he was saying the same thing where he he was getting frustrated because it wasn't really any clear path. To like being in the NBA at that time, especially at that time, because this was around like 2014, even it's politics. Yeah. So it's really if you go to a team, people that go to the that both the G League now, that's because they don't have an assurance by that team. So if you go to a team, if a team interested in you, a lot of people now politic for minutes and playing time. What does that mean? Like, how do you lobby for minutes? So depending on your resume from college, like me going to Alabama State is Division One, but it's. It's low division one when it's compared to like guys coming from Duke in North Carolina and shit like that. Right. So a guy from Duke who doesn't get drafted, nine out of ten would play more minutes than me. Just because that's where he came Just from. because he went to Duke. Okay. So that even it even politics like that overseas as well. Like a guy could go overseas and if they play for Duke, that can be a difference in four to five thousand dollars in your So aside from like playing well when they put you in is there any other way you can lobby to get more minutes aside from like the college that you came from once you get into the G League or you're playing in? When you get there, it all depends on how you fit. Word. So a lot of people, a lot of people that don't follow the NBA or just basketball that well, mm-hmm. they think everything is star player. Right. But you got to realize star players get paid that, that 20, 30, 40 million dollars a year. Excellent. It's guys that come in there and really just have to do one or two things really good. And they get 10, 11, 12, Facts. you know, a million a year. Think about Andre Roberson for OKC. Can't mm-hmm. shoot the ball to save his life. Mm-hmm. But he plays defense. 10 mm-hmm. million a year. That's true. So what type of, what type of player were you if you had to, like, kind If of, I was to be on the NBA team right now, I would be, like, OG Ananobi. Words. I would be, like, 90 that. open shot I, three. Yeah. Stop. And he just went for a <laughs> career high in the he last did, game, yeah. the game before the Brooklyn Nets. He just had but dropped, like, 28 career high. I would be that kind of guy. I would be the guy they put on the court, play defense, be athletic, rebound, catch tip dunks, run the floor, and shoot Word. open threes. That's so, you, I mean, I know you – because I watch your Instagram stories. I know you're still training. Yeah. So, what does that process look like? Um, what do you do, like, on a day-to-day? Well, now, since I'm turning down offers to go overseas, because I actually want to go to the league this year, I wake up. Like 8, 8 a.m., get to the gym, lift like an hour, probably work out with A. Millsap, which is Paul Millsap's younger brother, younger brother the yeah. youngest brother. Uh, we train about an hour, hour, 15 minutes, then play pickup. A lot of pro guys that's not in the league, like NBA free agents or just other guys that's not overseas yet that's still here, mm-hmm. we'll play pickup at core four. 
So it's like my day is anywhere from three to five hours in the gym. Jeez. And then I come home and Jeez. work on content for YouTube. So my, my days is around like yeah. Saturday and Sunday, the only days I don't go to the gym. That's really dope. I like hearing stories like that because it's so competitive. Because um, I feel like on YouTube, now that there's an algorithm, there's ways to game right. the system. But as a basketball player, there's no – like you could try and you get maybe so far. But if you're not good enough, then you're just not going to make it. Well, maybe injuries, I guess, is like the only asterisk. But, like to the NBA? Yeah, I feel like you have a lot of control over um, – no, that's cap. You get it's yeah, right because you, you just, just you, they have to have like a I scout. Say, the scouts like when a scout pulls up, does everybody like? It could be a scout, but it's really sometimes it's about connections as well. True. Like it's guys that that aren't good. It's guys that that aren't teams. Suck. Oh yeah, and it's like I know some of them. You, yeah, and it's like it's like it's like how did you make it to the NBA? But my personal experiences, I've heard things of like, okay, this general manager may owe. This agent a favor, Word. and since he owes this agent a favor for whatever he did back in the day, that can get a guy that's probably not so good mm-hmm. on a summer league roster. Word. And, and then it's just up to them to kind of perform. Mm-hmm. And even some guys that get a summer league, they may make it to the G League. Now you just got to perform. But it's other routes like Jonathan Simmons. If y'all never heard that name, yeah, Whoa, he, what John, happened to him? I haven't heard about him in like a he plays for Orlando now. Yep, yeah, I remember but he used to play for Spurs. But Jonathan Simmons went to a open. G League tryout mm-hmm. paid $150, impressed the general manager at the tryout, right? And then played for the Spurs G League team for I think one or two years before actually signing to the Spurs. Mm. So that's another way you can lobby to get in there. But that the chances of that are kind of slim because some guys will go there with a known name, mm-hmm. some guys will go there and don't nobody know you from Adam. But you go in there and if you kill and you really, when I say kill, it's hard to kill in a group of 100 people yeah. where at least 87 of those people don't play basketball. Word. So it's like, <laughs> it, literally. So you're on the court and you have to keep your composure. It's like putting you in a bad situation to fail. Word. And you just have to capitalize on it. So Jonathan huh. Simmons got lucky. Yeah. I remember seeing him, I think, in summer league. He played for the Spurs, right? Am yeah. I thinking of the right guy? He used to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. And he played really well. Um, and same with Bryn Forbes. He was, I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly, but he yeah, killed it in summer league and now he's getting good minutes. Mm-hmm. I actually know roster. that the part you talking about too, where it's just like a group of, cause I didn't, you know, it's cause I, I looked up the process as well. And it's just like, they just get like a group of dudes and they just put y'all in the gym. I'll break it down to you. I'll break and it down in the simplest, simplest time. For people, for people watching this podcast, the world. I'm pretty sure y'all know a little bit about the 2K community. So I'll put this in, in perspective. You have guys like, me, who can actually hoop, mm-hmm. a couple of us. You may have a couple, if anybody knows Joe Knows, you may have a couple of Joe Knows. Mm-hmm. You may have a couple of Duke Dennis, mm-hmm. and everybody else is like flight. Mm. <laughs> and you have to deal with that. No, legit. And, and, and you have to, and you have what to deal you have with that. What if you have too many flights on your team? The chances of making it to that last 16 that get cut that they want to see play full court and then one-on-one is slim. Word. So do you like, that's, so if I'm in a situation like that, I'd focus more of my energy on like networking then. Cause it's like, you can only perform so well if your point guard is not hitting you open or screens being set, aren't being valid. Like you could only do so much the team sport. I just try and figure out a way to like. But networking in that situation is different. NBA teams won't talk to you directly unless you're a. So who's there? Like while you guys are doing those runs. Scouts. Uh, Scouts? When you go to open G league tryouts. Yeah. The general manager of the G league team is there. The assistant general manager and probably all the assistant coaches. Word. And the head coach. Okay, so and I'm, I'm assuming... The general manager of the G League team is normally the assistant GM for the NBA team. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. normally who it is. Okay. So, mm. Kind of how that works. 
Yeah, that yeah, but it's yeah. I've seen the whole process. I think it's I think it was actually on. I think Complex had somebody just go in and try it out, mm-hmm. and it's just like a group of dudes, and it's just like like he said, it's terrible. like no, like noticeably, like you can just watch it and noticeably tell like they don't really yeah play like that. Imagine trying to get into your bag and they're double teaming you, and you have to pass it to flight, and you have to pray that he makes a good basketball play. But if you're if you're an educated basketball observer, then you would know that. All right, so if you're getting double team, you're passing it out. That's a smart move. They don't expect you. I'm assuming to like but split a double really, team or. But that's not really right? enough to make a difference. Right, yeah, right. That, so you that, can't show off what you're yeah, It's not really enough. You have to literally enough. stand out right. and make it to that last sixteen. Where that last. So 16 how many people are there 12? in total? It depends. When like I hundreds. Did, I, I went. I went to one in Orlando. Is it? Yeah, I went. To, oh, I, I went. To, I went to one in Orlando, and Orlando was it was ninety seven in Orlando, and I did one in Atlanta. The Atlanta one was like one hundred and eight. When I say literally, just a group of dudes Jesus. in an open on an open gym. It's so can I pay money and show up? Yes. yes. Oh, that's a banger! I just said yes. the dude on Complex. They just started. Oh, video okay, so there. I figured it was like an athlete or something. No, 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 I, no. If they let me do it. Oh, no, I don't want to spoil people's fucking dreams and shit, though, but it would be a dope video for me to just show up and shoot bricks. Actually, I probably wouldn't shoot anything. It would be terrible. Yeah. Be like, it's, it's guys like that, though. That yeah, show I, up. I can imagine. Like, you have no business even thinking. So why isn't there a way to filter out those people so that they can focus on the good talent? It's the cool. Open G League trial is just that <laughs> nobody left behind, everybody gets a chance type of shit. Oh, okay. So well, they want to make it seem like it's an open field. Realistically, the money's probably just going to the organization. They oh, yeah, know good sure. and damn well yeah. that they're not. But even if it's like 100 people, $150, oh, that's 15000 For tryouts? I mean, I guess that makes sense. Do that again? Did I do math wrong? Yeah, do that again. Oh, okay. Do that one more time. Is it fifteen hundred? It's a hundred dollars, and a hundred people go. Let's move on to the next segment. Look, all I know is because yeah, it's it's money, but like you like you said, just kind of weeding people out. Yeah, I know that shit crazy. But what I want to know is because I always want to ask somebody this: like, that's wild. What is something that people don't really understand or recognize when it comes to trying to play at that next level that people probably just consistently overlook? It's more mental than physical. Okay. So you can be the best athlete in the world, but if you don't understand the NBA game, you won't see the floor. Word. If you don't understand reads, you won't see it. How do you feel about, because I hear this a lot um, from a lot of people, and it's probably true for a certain amount of them. A lot of people was like, man, I could have made it here had I not got injured. And I hear that across a lot of different sports. And sure, injuries do right. hold people back, but I can't imagine you went through your whole career without any injuries, right? Yeah, my... I, I was hurt at the worst times. I actually, oh yeah, in 2020, so 2018, around August time, I did mini camp uh, here mm-hmm. with the Denver Nuggets. It was like a little small, little mini camp. You know, Paul invited a lot of the players out. Only players that wasn't here was like Jokic and Toy Craig. Michael Porter Jr. was still hurt. So mm-hmm. the rest of the team was here. Word. And I literally was in the middle of recovery from a groin injury that had me out for a month. So I didn't play for a month. I was just in the gym, getting up shots, mm-hmm. doing rehab, and I was on my final stage of, like, fully recovering. Right. And Paul called me, like, you know, the Nuggets is coming. Do you want to play pickup? Oh, man. All this stuff. So I got some, you know, little shots, wrapped it up, and played. It was just like, this you, it could have been a break. Right. You know what I'm saying yeah. for me? But it didn't really, it went okay, but I know at 100% healthy, it would have okay. been a totally different story. So right. even the same thing, like, with the Hawks, like, I sprained my ankle in, like, 2017. I tore, like, three, mil- three ligaments in my mm-hmm. ankle. Mm-hmm. And that same exact day, 
that I sprained my ankle, I got a phone call from one of my old trainers asking me that I want to go work out for the Hawks. So it was like, you yeah. know, injuries can go back and, and set you back, but you just got to keep pushing, man. My math was right, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you made me sound In my mind, I'm like, I just finished brainstorming, and when I do creative shit for a few hours, my brain is fried. So I was like, man, I'm really bugging today's podcast. So how, wait, how, how tall are you? Six, seven. Six, seven. Okay. That's that dope. Sure I feel like um, with what you do, and just generally speaking in business, in life, you catch that? Yeah, I caught it. Everyone else caught it too. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, you kind of have to be really, really, really good at what you do. <clears throat> or, yes, you have to be really, really good at what you do. But you also kind of have to get lucky so that your skill lines up. And I feel like the better you get at what you do, the more opportunities you're going to have for the luck to line up so you make it in, right? Even on, like, YouTube, I was about to quit. I was very close to quitting. It was on my mind very consistently before literally right when I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to get a full-time job that pays and I can't do YouTube, whatever. And then it clicked for me and I had a video blow up and I just did more and more of that. And then it kind of just picked up for me. I, I hear a lot of stories of people even playing professional sports where, like, they just met the right person. They were at the right run and the mm. scout saw them and, like, That's this... That's kind of how it was for me. Um, a couple of years ago, I was working out um, on the south side of Atlanta at this place called Burdett. I had a trainer named Mark Hughes. So Mark got me like a little bit out of college, and I worked out with Mark for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And Abe and his uncle, D'Angelo Simmons, who was actually Paul Millsap's agent. Word. So Core 4 is a whole family Business, so it's four brothers. Paul, being, oh, is it, what is what is court four for the people? Court four is a, a NBA state of the art facility okay. here in Atlanta. Oh, is that the one I see on your stories? Yeah, but okay. they have like um, they got a high school team and a prep and a prep school team too. Okay, so they run everything out of their facility. Wait, how do you have a high school team? Is it a school? It's a it's like one of those. On, you ever heard of like IMG, like academy? None of those. Oh okay, yeah, so, yeah, okay, basketball so like academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, it's okay. like that. But they have a high school team and they have a prep school team. Word. So IMG would be like a prep school version. Uh-huh. So Core Four has both sides. Tough. Okay. And so um, for me, I was at Burdett, and Abe and D'Angelo was actually at the run while we were playing pickup. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to sit down. You know, was getting some water in between games and stuff. And Abe was talking to me. And at the time, I had signed to go to Israel, and this was 2017. They actually wanted me to come and work out with Abe back in 2017 to try to get me to go in the summer league. Mm-hmm. But once you sign to go overseas, like, you can't really break that yeah. contract. So, like, the year that Paul was a free agent, when he signed that three-year $90 million to the Nuggets, right. I could have lobbied and politicked my way into summer league on that, like, D'Angelo calls the Nuggets, like, hey, Paul will come to Denver if you get Bobby in summer league type thing. So, but it was kind of yeah. like a whole... You know, it, I'm not saying that's what would have happened, but, but it it's potentially yeah. something like that right. would have happened. So ever since then, I've just been working out with Abe, you know, lobbying and politicking with them, trying to get places. Is that like mentally exhausting? Because I feel like it would be because at a certain point, you're like, I don't know when the break is going to be. And you, it might be right around the corner. Or it could be years away. So all last year, 2019, I probably touched the basketball 20 times. Word. So I went to. Armenia was the last country I went to. I went in 2018 in, like, November. Uh-huh. I stayed for a month and a half. One of the worst situations I had ever. What is Armenia? I've never heard it's of that. It's where the Kardashians uh-huh. is from. 
Oh, I never knew Armenian. that either until I got there. Because they're Armenian, yeah. Oh, Arm, yeah. Arm, oh. No, they are. What you call the people from there is Armenian. Oh, okay. So I mean, okay. So it's I'm learning something new every day. All right. It's it's like an hour flight from Russia. That's the only thing I know. Oh, hour that's flight very far. And so right. So I'm there, and it was like the worst experience ever. So when I came home, when I came home, I'm like, uh, I don't know if this, you know, everything's not going right. And this was the same year when I was, you know, hurt mm-hmm. and doing all that extra stuff. So I'm like, I don't think this is going right. So I literally had to take a mental break from basketball because I was going into a stage of depression not being in the NBA and it was pissing me off so it's like I don't want to go overseas no more like I really want to go either to the NBA or the G League where I'm in front of executives to stay in America now unless I'm going to like the NBL where LaMelo Ball was just at or like the Euro League or something like that Mm -hmm. if it's something like that I'll go Mm because I know I can make my way from there to the NBA but if would, it's not, would you see those places as like an end goal for you? Like if if you got like a if could you see yourself finishing your career in the Euro League or in Australia? Yeah, if it's a league like that, if it's Euro League or, or the top league in Australia where Lamelo was at, uh-huh. I could do that. So how is that different? So like right now, you've been talking a lot about like trying to find your way onto a summer league roster right. just so you could prove yourself. So what would that process look like if you wanted to be on a Euro League team? Well, Euro League that comes with politics. They're the ex NBA players. Or you've built a decent enough resume playing in Europe mm-hmm. for them to look at you and say that you're good enough to play in the EuroLeague. Or, or you like, one guy I know, he went from high major, D1, Virginia Tech, was ACC. He went from Virginia Tech, played in Israel for a year, and killed in Israel, and then signed a three-year deal in the EuroLeague. So it's like, if you go somewhere that's respected and you kill, EuroLeague will come and sign you. And EuroLeague isn't, isn't cheap money. Like, it's the NBA of overseas. And a lot of that money is tax free. I think you don't get taxed until it's like. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's like until you hit like <laughs> eight hundred and fifty thousand. That's Jesus. when you start getting taxed. I might I might be wrong. I gotta but go to I Europe. Think, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's that much, but that's why like a lot of WNBA <laughs> players go overseas and play as well because Word. they don't really get paid that yeah, much. WNBA here. players make more money overseas. Overseas and yeah. So why would they be here? Because they well, just WNBA season is. Oh, was it this? basically oh, okay. summertime season? Yeah. Word. So I worked at um, at a team that was in the Canadian Basketball League. So I learned a little bit about just like one of the, like the alternate leagues that aren't nearly as big. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how it works. So those alternate leagues will schedule their season so that it's on the off season of leagues yeah. they think is going to contradict where a lot of their players are coming well, the from. The Canadian League don't care. What do you mean? Because they're in the same realm as the G League. Canadian League's going oh, on right now. And G League's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know when Canadian League ends, but I know G League, they're – Finals is in April. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. Yeah. And so um, I guess it depending on the team. I know like sometimes our 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 team in the Canadian Basketball League would just like bus places. And I couldn't imagine like a professional team having a bus. But that makes sense. because The those, G League will. The G League will bus too? The G League will bus. So what does that look they like? They don't fly everywhere. So they fly like maybe if it's over a six-hour bus. If it's like if you got to go from like Detroit to L.A. Oh, yeah. Because that'd be wild. But if you're going from like Detroit to Atlanta, it's possible you might bus. That's only like 11 hours, 10, 11 hours, something like that. Word. Because I was on. Um, only 10, 11 hours. <laughs> it, may be, it may be 14. I can imagine if you're on a losing team, those long bus rides back are brutal. Man, when I um, was interning at our men's soccer team in university, we ha- they had a horrible record. So there would be some times where they'd, come, they'd be coming back on the bus and they just have like existential questions about what they're doing with their lives. But like, man, man, fuck soccer. All we do is run. Like, and there was a game where they lost like Jeez. eight to one or something. I just sat there and watched it happen. And they had to like a three hour bus ride back. That had to be brutal. The worst shit in college was when you come back from a trip. So we used to bus when we went to go play like Texas Southern and Prairie View. That's in Houston. 
Yeah. So we would go from Alabama, from Montgomery to Houston. And that's like a 10-hour bus ride, mm -hmm. 10 to 12. But we would take, like, the sleeper buses with the TV and shit in the back. Mm -hmm. Oh, word. But when we get back to Alabama, we'd normally get back, like, 6 a.m. So coach would be like, all right, guys, we back. No practice today. But y'all better make it to y'all 8.30 a.m. classes. Like, what the Whoa. fuck? I'm going to class? <laughs> <laughs> we just got back. I'm not going to nobody class. It's not happening. So what's the how's the closest you've been to actually making an NBA roster? Was that the story where you were saying where you got injured and you almost was able to kind of finagle your way in? The or? closest I've been in front of NBA, I was when I actually went to Grand Rapids. Okay. And so when, that was in 2016. And that was, How long you been doing this? I graduated May of 2016, and then I worked. I had the little Pacers workout in like June. Okay. Then I went to Grand Rapids in December. Okay. So yeah, that since like then was going in the full circle. Okay. So I can imagine, man. Like, um, luckily for me, uh, I was in school while I did YouTube, so it wasn't like I was losing anything. Well, I, I had to sacrifice a whole bunch of fun stuff. But it wasn't like people were expecting me to have a job and, and money. I was just gathering debt. So I was in a situation where I, I had a little bit of time to figure things out. Um, but for you, I can imagine, like, the patience, like, it has to be tough to, like. It's different because I'm not in school. So I balance. Is that why you started YouTube? Yeah. So, okay. So the story on YouTube is when I went to. So when I left Israel in 2017, <laughs> I went to. Where did I go? Slovakia. After that. So mm -hmm. I was in Israel from August to November of 2017. Word. Then I went to Slovakia in December. Stayed there for a month and a half. They released me. And I'm averaging like 15.6 rebounds, whatever. This is the best league in Slovakia. Tough. They released me because they tell me that the Slovak kid that, was, that I was starting over mm -hmm. was 19. Played on their under-19 <laughs> national team. Yeah. And I was stunting his growth as a player. Jeez. And they let me go. So that's how over, that's the type of shit you deal with playing overseas. So when they let me go, I went to Austria. And while I was in Austria, Jesus. I looked up, uh, I was playing 2K, you know, 2K18. We're not going to speak on that game. But Word, yes. I was playing it, and I was looking for something to do, and I YouTubed it. Mm -hmm. So when I YouTubed it, the first video I saw was like King Sean, like a My Career video or something. Yeah, yeah. And then I seen my boy YG the Beast, a My Career video. Uh -huh. And I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? Right. So then I'm talking to my boy as I'm looking at this. And he was like, bro, you know people get paid to do that shit? And mm -hmm. I'm like, stop fucking with me. So I started looking up, you know, trying to figure out how to get paid from YouTube. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's really people out here playing 2K and getting paid. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing this shit for free. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let me, I'm like, <laughs> let me, I'm like, and I play basketball. I feel like, like yeah. I know what I'm doing. So let me, you know, kind of figure it out. So I went through the whole little process. I'm over here on Google, figuring out how people record videos yeah. and all of that shit. Now right. I started YouTube terribly. I started. Everybody does. My first video. No, I, I think I probably started the worst, bro. Nah, I you started, gotta see my first listen, video. It was brutal. I started, I started, no, 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 no. Some of the videos we all watch now. I started in March mm -hmm. of 2018. Word. And my very first video was the very first, like, prelude shit of 2018. What does that mean? Like, you just recorded yourself? Like, no, no, the like, yeah, the prelude. I went through the prelude in March. Uh -huh. So think about oh. that. <laughs> nah, trust me. Trust nah, me. That's it's not, still worse. It gets worse it's, than that. You, could trust me I didn't, that. you know, I didn't know no better back then. Yeah, so okay. I'm like, I'm like, so I did it. So re realistically, when people ask me how long I've been doing YouTube, I tell them really just 2K19. Because like 2K18, I wasn't consistent. I probably posted 25 videos from March of 
2018 to like when 2K19 dropped. I, you know what? I like that you did that because a lot of people will cap and be like, how long have you been doing YouTube? Four years. But they've been like uploading. They go disappear for six months. And so they'll cap about how long they've been doing it just to impress people. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've been doing this shit for a nah. minute. But I respect that a lot. Like, you know what? That's actually what I liked about you when I first met you. I remember when we were at, uh, I think it was Linux together. Yeah, we went to Linux after we left the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to Linux. And um, I'm very selective about the people that I decide to chill with. Me too. So I was like, man, I don't even know about the Cinco character. I don't know him at all. Um, but then when I went home that night, I was you were telling me how you were grinding, etc. But I was like, man, I hear that shit from everybody, so I really want to see it. Right. I went to your channel, and you were fucking daily uploading. Yeah. And I started clicking on your videos, and I was like, all right, he was really grinding. Yeah. The amount of people that tell me they're grinding, and then the amount of people that are actually grinding, it's a it's very slim. big difference. It's slim, yeah. So then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to fuck with him then. Because right. I only like people that really work hard in my circle, because then it makes me want to work hard. Right. And so... Um, even with this health shit, like now, like me, Lee, Davis, Peter, even low sometimes, we'll all go to the gym. And mm -hmm. all of us have been getting healthier, phantom, we've been losing weight. So it's like when you surround yourself with the kind of people that you know is going to push you in the right direction, then you're valid. So when I checked up on your shit, I was like, oh, this is definitely a guy. I can and get that, along that with. was the thing for me, too, because when I first, literally, YG the Beast was the first person who actually helped me with mm -hmm. YouTube shit. Word. So when I didn't know anything, I reached out, you know, like I reached out to Sean first, but. Now that I know Sean personally, hmm. I understand, like, Sean gets blown up a lot yeah. by people. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure you do, too. So it's hard for you. Like, if people was to reach out for advice, it's easy for you to miss that shit, for especially sure. if it's, like, DMs and stuff. And so, like, hitting up YG, he would give me tips. And he really, like, helped me out to this point where it was, like, he streamed. And at the time, you know, YG plays both, live and 2K. Right. So at the time, it was, like, he's streaming NBA Live, and he's, like, you know, I'm streaming tonight if you want to play. You know, hit me up. So mm -hmm. I'm in the party playing, you know, just building relationships and stuff and then learning at the same time. Because mm -hmm. I feel like it, it all goes hand to hand. YouTube, basketball, like anybody that wanted that's under me in a different level. I always try to give back to people when it comes to the game of basketball as well. So it's right. like when I go that and I put my mind to war something like YouTube, I'm grinding the shit out. I don't daily upload now just because. You know what? Sorry hard. to cut you off, but you're right. It is very yeah. hard. Like I, like every month, I tell myself like the first yeah. 15 days I'm uploading every day. It never happens. Never I always do worse <laughs> exactly. than I think I'm gonna do. Exactly. Um, but you get closer and closer to it. I now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder why you don't do like more in real life basketball stuff. Not just one v ones, but like uh, the way destroying does football. That's I feel I like you gonna, can do the same, the same thing for because not only do you well, have I've the skill to. So he um, football. He played professionally. Um, no, sorry, not professionally. Amateur in college, mm -hmm. and he actually got banned by the NCAA because he had a YouTube channel. He was making Damn. money, and so they're like, "You can't make money." That's um, self-employed, though. That's why I hate the NCAA. Yeah. So the NCAA banned him, but he got so much publicity off it. His YouTube channel started blowing up. I didn't hear about him for like like eight, nine more months, and then one of his videos popped up on my homepage. Now he's pulling millions of views, and Crazy. he's really creative with his titles. He makes great content, mm -hmm. and you'll see him like. Um, You'll see him have people like Cam Newton on. He had a bunch, a, a couple videos with Anthony Brown. He's actually in beef with Anthony Brown as we speak. <laughs> but it's like he does that for football. So I was thinking like I would never be able to do that for basketball just because I'm not actually talented at playing basketball. Right. But Facts. because you are, Facts. that could literally be your lane. Even if you use 2K as like a that would jumping be something point. That I would have to, like everything else, research it. Oh, yeah, for like sure. Like kind of learn the ins and out of what. Grass people oh, intention you know, for that type of shit. You know who's doing it in basketball right now? Who's that? Who's that white kid with the crazy handles? He did a couple of videos with Two Hype. Uh, um, but he's not. Davis's friend. Yeah, I know, but he's not. He's not really. What's his name? Do you know his name? No, but Fuck, he, I'm blanking. 
You talking about the crazy handles? He did like the crazy layup yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, he does like, like three sixty. Yeah, yeah. T Jazz. Mm-hmm. So but the he doesn't. Videos, he, but he, he doesn't. Which part though? He doesn't do like what you what what um D Storm does. Yeah, yeah. That's no. not similar content. Yeah, no, it's but not. But it's kind of it means IRL. It's in the same niche though. Not, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's IRL, but it's not what you call it. like what D Storm does is. Way more interesting, and it's you mean destroying. So, I mean destroying. Yeah. Storm. yeah, not <laughs> separate guy. Yeah. What he does is way more I- interesting and introspective than trying to just understanding facts, facts. how football works and right. stuff like that, the in and outs of it. Which is what I, even as like an NBA YouTuber, something I want to just gauge and get an understanding from. Which is why I ask you about like how certain aspects of basketball mm-hmm. people don't thoroughly understand because I do believe there's a level of it that people can't. They just can't grasp. Well, for me, for me, what I try to do is not to make this sound like a bad way, but a lot of people that play 2K don't understand basketball. Of course. We don't. So it's only it's only (laughs) it's only a couple of guys, like including YouTubers. It's only a couple of guys that I really feel like genuinely understand the game of basketball. So like Joe knows is one that I can really say. He understands the game. You're not of a basketball. 2K player. Stop playing. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you saw no, 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 no. I'm saying like a, like a full 2K YouTuber. Oh, okay, like, okay. like a lot of them guys, I don't really think they understand basketball. So for me, when I play, like, yeah, I play to entertain, mm-hmm. but I also try to play to give my viewers and my subscribers a better understanding yeah, I feel you on of that. the game as well. Like, even though I don't really play a lot of pro-am, I do a lot of 3v3, but a lot of the principles that you do in, in 3v3 part, you can transfer those to That's a fact, yeah. 5v5. You should play more prime, though. It's definitely more fun. No, no, no. Listen, it is. So, I, so listen, this year, no, I, I did waste a little bit of time mm-hmm. on uploading because I was doing the whole like 2K league and comp pro am stuff. Are you trying to go for the league? The combine ran me rugged. I can imagine, man. Listen, you be the, having horrible people in the combine. And okay, now you have to prove there we yourself. go. There we go. So, look, the 2K league combine, right? Is like going to an open G League workout. Mm. So, yes. so that's perfect analogy. So yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So when I'm in, a, so when I'm in the 2K League combine, it's like, okay, first of all, I'm really grinding it. So I'm waking my ass up at 3 a.m. trying to hit these 4 a.m. windows sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm playing with guys that's not on the mic. Point guards, listen, every shot, bro. Point guards are loading up on number seventeen. Number seventeen was a pure fucking slasher. Let's get it. At point guard, and some of the point guards only pass when they see an assist. They will not no. pass to you if it's a, another pass coming up. I'm talking about rim running and not on the mic, paint matching, not all of that. So I'm like, no, I can't, I can't. It was that that shit Word. was making my head. Okay, hurt. that makes a lot of sense for everybody watching and for me. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, I think. Most people understood it. But yeah. I know, but now it really connected for everybody. <laughs> but, I, I, but I still feel like there's a certain aspect of a basketball that can't really translate to 2K. Because, it, like, 2K at the end of the day, you're still restricted off of what you can or can't do based off the animations that they more or less give you. And I understand you understand concepts of spacing and making sure you understand backdoor cuts and properly reading and understanding Yeah, it's not so much animation. Out. It's more so... What goes on on the court? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like animations, we can't stop. Exactly. But as long as I, as long as you're able to watch a video of mine and grasp proper rotations mm-hmm. and proper, you know, offensive movements, proper spacing and things like that, then I feel like you know I got something to accomplish. Because I got my right. videos vary. I have certain people that I play with that we, you know, like Sean and Juice Man. I play with them. We talk shit and we play the game. Mm-hmm. I play with somebody else, like my boy Mindframe, and somebody else. We're more. Oh, last time you hit that yeah. game. Wow, we're, it's been a minute. We're yeah. more like locked in, like calling rotations, calling switches, calling, you know, it's different. Yeah. So shout out to my friend. Like, yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> that was a throwback. Yeah. That's my boy, man. 
Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't so bad. But yeah, but my frame <laughs> is good though. But like, I don't. But like going back to what Adrian was saying, I still feel like there's there is a hole that could be filled because the thing about one hundred percent, one hundred. And right now, um, two hype is doing a lot of it with their challenges and stuff. But, and I feel like Chris might have the potential to fill it, but he hasn't really went in that direction just yet. Of the IRL basketball, yeah. Games. But like, um, the, the like destroying's whole end goal because he has an end goal is he wants to make it into NFL. Honestly, I don't think he wants that. I think he wants to continue making content on YouTube because he stands to make more money than to right. most likely sit on a bench of an NFL mm-hmm. team. Or even if he's starting as a kicker, it's very difficult. You make a lot more money on YouTube. You have a lot more clout, and then that's going to last a lot longer than yeah. whatever stint you're going to have in the NFL. But yeah. that's his end goal. So like, if your goal is to make it into the NBA or whatever league, then make that your mission and make people aware of that. But then you could train with this player and then do this crazy drill and then pull up to this number one ranked high school player and then play this. And like the content ideas yeah. is endless. That would probably be do. something that off of the podcast, yeah, we're, we would sit down and, and construct. <laughs> like literally the only, the, like the only thing I've actually sat down and thought about a video that I wanted to do. I'm giving you all this because y'all may get this soon. They're going to steal it. Like, no, they can't. They can't. They oh, can't. so you're like, park, okay. park dunks. Mm. Going to the gym. And nah, there's one read. athlete watching us right now. No. Writing this shit down. Not him. They're going to do some of these park dunks? No. I can't even oh, do all the park um, dunks. Who's the person I just saw? Oh, that was Chris. Did like a reverse windmill. Um, but see, that's, but that's the reason why it's good content because yeah. literally no only one like one that. or two yeah, people yeah, can yeah. do it. Yeah. That's, that's why it's good content. Word. I agree. So I feel like that, that video, you know, I just got to. And I'm not too tired from working out. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can you get in there. Worked out yeah. for like four or five hours. Knocked that out. Crazy. <laughs> Knocked but yeah, I've been out. I've been trying to get into um, lifting weights. Right now, I'm just doing a lot of cardio, doing ten thousand right. steps. Um, but that's really dope. Yeah, I'm gonna have to start working out with you sometimes. Yeah. I I go to. It's intense. I'm not gonna say what gym I go to, but nah, people on Instagram. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, people on Instagram know already. You sure? Uh, anyway, I'm say, are you sure? Okay, yeah, okay, I, I would yeah, do, yeah, do that. I would, I would okay. do that. All right, um, but yeah, we're gonna have to go for sure. Um, I suck, but we have a lot of fun sucking, and it's usually like a group of us, five, six of us, pull up. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's a really I, good time. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't want to play with somebody who's like semi-pro. I don't want to do that. I mean, he's not gonna. Be, I mean, he might dunk on you. Just move out the way. No, that's what most pro guys do. They move out the way. So. That's tough. That's There's tough. pro guys that go to the to the gym that I go to too. Davis pointed him out to me because he plays with some of them in scrims and stuff. Um, he's like, yo, that guy right there. He goes, he plays for his yeah. European Davis team. called me and was like, oh. <laughs> Davis called me one time. Y'all went to the gym. He called me. He's like, yo, Joe Johnson was up here. You should try to one v one Joe Johnson. Word? And I'm like, Davis, listen, I know Joe Johnson. Uh huh. He's not gonna win V one. <laughs> Joe is that Joe is that guy that like he goes to the these guys go to the gym and get their work. Word. So it's like it's a little harder to actually make content with actual pro NBA. That's athletes. very hard. And it would have to be some shit like like if they're on I've a team, you got to deal with insurance and shit too. So it's not even just like their not time. Really that. It's, it's their time. It's their time. Yeah. It's more so their time. But it is. A, but I'm telling you, it's all because I've been close to getting videos with NBA players. This company's like, oh, we might be able to get you a video with this person. I'm like, what? And they're like, ah, oh, sorry, the team had this and this came up and the insurance this. See, that's because you went through a company. He talking I'm talking about, about he's direct line walking up of to talking him. to them. And they're. And it's like word, okay, yeah, yeah, I see that. Joe Johnson's not gonna be like, ah, my insurance ain't gonna let me do a one v one on Tuesdays. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not it'll, it'll have work, to, you'll have to catch him like so. Yeah, if you have, you've probably seen it, Rico Hines like basketball yeah. runs. Yeah. They got him yeah. on YouTube, so it'll have to be something where yeah, they do. That. I got yeah. a I got a cameraman that'll come to court for mm-hmm. in the summertime when all the NBA guys are here mm-hmm. and they recording the pickup, and then after pickup, if players still feel like playing one on one. 
get some footage like that. But it, right. it would never be a situation where like Joe Johnson's in the gym that y'all are at working out, and I try to get Joe after a workout. But when, when, work. when Mike Scott, like when Mike, it was Mike Scott, Dennis Schroeder, and it was like a few of them. I can't remember the other um, Atlanta Hawk. Mike Scott worked out at Core Four. Yeah, like, I know. I've seen I've seen like a few of them just work out, just to work out. So yeah, I'm pretty sure you probably could. But yeah, it's it's more so about time, especially yeah. with the players who not like who not in the, still in the NBA and they're trying to get back in and they're just trying to work out and get their reps in for that day. They ain't Word. really got time to like be. Ah, yeah, I'll catch up. These on the guys come in, and get that work in, man, get treatment and get the hell and on. Get on. Word. Yeah. I can true. imagine how busy their lives are because I feel like my life is really busy. But sometimes I had to sit back and remind myself like. I'm not like an NBA player. I'm not Jeff Bezos. Like, because those guys literally will have no. Some I feel like NBA players might have time, but generally yeah, speaking, even if they had time, they most definitely don't want to spend it doing some shit. Like guys a, like a that have assistance. Assistance? assistance. Well, I know. I know some YouTubers with assistance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So guys like that, a lot. Uh, <laughs> they they handle. I'm and pretty those, sure they, they have handle, time and they like, still have assistance. Yeah, they handle a lot of shit, but they have assistance. <laughs> Word. Um, I was thinking about getting an assistant, but then. I was like, do I need to do I need to do that? No, yeah. I don't need that shit. So I'm I just mean, gonna handle it. Realistically, myself. if you wanted an assistant, just you know, throw a lead a couple extra dollars. Mm, no, Walid would hate that. Walid hates the word assistant. If you just go there and call my assistant one time, he's gonna be like, oh, well, he's, he's gonna, gonna hate yeah, you. Say, he's, gonna he's gonna hate you. You don't have to say assistant. Just say you're paying for assistant services. No, like, still hate no, that. Still I, you don't know Walid. Like Lonzo Ball. Think about it. <laughs> when the last time y'all ever seen Lonzo Ball drive his own car? I would want to drive my car. No, though. that's. That's really excessive. Yeah, if but I'm just saying, was just think driving about it. him. That would be outrageous. But, but no. I'm saying, think about it. Like, like Lee wouldn't, Lee wouldn't be having like Lonzo's yeah. boy Demo dri- drives his car. No, sets up his meetings. Yeah, and yeah, everything. yeah. No, um, no, nah, Lee wouldn't. I feel be like the only time I would need that is like I'm going in a direction where a lot of the videos I want to make in the future take more time, mm-hmm. and so to set those up is like I have to know somebody and I have to book this place and then I have to get this lined up and I might need to rent these, and so maybe in a situation like that it might make sense to have an assistant, but. Um, for now, I feel like it'd be wildly overkill. But I know some YouTubers with assistance. Um, I just feel like it's not an expense that you anybody right like now. at my level needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe even like a few more levels. You know, true, true, true. Um, but going back to the, the basketball tip, do you think? Well, like, what do you think is the underlying theme to why you're being held back outside of like outside entities? Is it like something you feel like you can work on and? Do you believe, like, the way that the NBA, the trajectory of the league has changed has kind of held you back, too? Because I kind of feel like that's part of the reason why Adam hasn't made it in the league yet. Well, for me, I had a lot of learning to do. Mm -hmm. So when you're in college and you're the best player on a certain team, unless you're, like, a Kentucky where it's five or six best players on a team Mm -hmm. and then you figure out what type of player you're going to be in that type of system, it's different. Where at Alabama State – I had the ultimate green light. I damn near can shoot with every shot I wanted to shoot, mm. whether it was a good or a bad shot, almost. You, you know? feel like you would have benefited more from going to a college where you got less minutes then? I would have benefited more going to a college where I was taught the game of basketball a little better. Mm. So Alabama State, my coach at Alabama State would be a marvelous coach for like overseas EuroLeague Word. type of stuff. But as far as learning the NBA game, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Playing defense is different than how we play in college. Right. And I think NCAA needs to do what they did for the females. Transfer the rules like the NBA. 
college, women's college basketball has WNBA rules now. Oh, word? I always wondered why the college three it is closer. Well, they just put it, they, 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 they moved it back to overseas distance. Oh, were? But they didn't move it back to NBA distance. Like, college it's athletes, it's not like they're strolling. They don't have enough power to put up that shot. They all shoot from there anyway. If you told any person on a Division One team that could shoot threes at the college three to step back and shoot from NBA three, I don't think their percentage is going to plummet. Well, well, actually, it might. Uh, it might. Yeah, it might. It but I still think yeah, they're grown enough to do that. Oh, the yeah, professional thing. Now. I mean, if you're, pra- if you're practicing, you're practicing more, yeah. then you'll be more efficient at it. Word. So, guys, like, when you practice in college, most college coaches, unless you're, like, the damn Jimmer Fredette or the Steph Currys of the world, mm-hmm. tell you to shoot on the line. On the college. Yeah. Three. So, like, you got to think about it. Lonzo Ball shot a couple of threes from way behind the line in college. But his That's first right. year as an NBA rookie, his three-point percentage was... Terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, exactly. so, but that might also be like mental. I always feel like I, I first thing I think of was like, oh, just mentally, he had a lot of pressure because the whole LeVar Ball family situation, big baller brand. And then he had all these expectations because Magic Johnson was hyping him up. So generally speaking, if someone joins the NBA, I always think if they're not performing well, I don't it's think mental. it was his mental. He wasn't healthy. You mean and just his physically? Mecha- his shot mechanics. His shot mechanics were Yeah, bad. they were definitely goofy. So, but we've seen people with goofy shot mechanics no, shoot consistently his, his, good. I think, I think, I'm, mentally, I think it was a pro- part of it, but I think there was a lot of other factors that. I think it was more his body. It. He wasn't yeah. healthy and his shot mechanics was off. That's all I think. Because now he's healthy mm-hmm. and he has good shot mechanics and he's playing pretty good basketball. Really? Not, not even the shoes, because he even said recently, like, yeah, oh, yeah, every, the shoes was after terrible. every quarter, he had to switch his shoes with his brain. That's crazy. So I think it was way more factors <laughs> than, the, than, the, than the mental from but it. But like you were saying, just for me, I just felt like it was learning. Yeah. I didn't really un- understand the NBA game that well. And I, I felt like coming out of college, since I was the man, I wanted to be that $20 million man. Whereas now, I've come to realize, like, get your foot in there, Get in there, be that two, three million dollar man like Jimmy Butler was, mm-hmm. and then work your way into being mm-hmm. that 2030. Jimmy Butler is a good example, man. You know, million dollar person. So, really, just get on a team, know what your role is on a team, but that's also yeah. going to come with a trend that you have. Like working out with Abe, he's helped me understand. If I was on an NBA team, this is what they would have. Word. And so that's kind of what I'm realizing now. I feel like the training staff plays a way, like just the developmental coaches, shooting coaches, et cetera, yeah. plays such a huge role. Because there's no reason a team like Toronto should be doing as well as they're doing if their coaching staff wasn't fucking incredible. Because it's like um, Davis, uh, Terrence Davis, and fucking OG Ananobi is stepping up. It's like random people that you would not have thought of was going to step up and stepping up. Terrence Davis is a rookie, right? I believe so. I believe so. I, believe I think so. I think the Raptors are playing good because Kawhi Low managed so much last year that they had yeah, they, so they many had games. They had so else. many games to but play with. But it's new people with, stepping with up this unit. year though. Like Boucher out of nowhere. You wouldn't have thought that. Um, OG just had a career high. But I don't think OG and Siakam would have taken the leaps that they did this year if it wasn't. I could see that. Yeah, Kawhi missing those games and low managing, and it gave the responsibility to other players for them to continue to develop. Word, word. But again, I agree. It has a lot to do with coaching. But I also feel like no shots at LeBron. But I think that's part of why that whole LeBron situation don't really work as well for younger players, and they don't develop Mm -hmm. because if you you put yourself in a situation where LeBron is handling all of that on on an offensive end. This is almost impossible for anybody. LeBron's really always in win like now mode. And you can't. Win now mode. You can't. Exactly. It's hard to develop young players playing with guys who are in win now mode. Word. You got to think about the guys who are young players who are now fucking monsters in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They weren't in win now mode back then. 
when Steph went to Golden State, they weren't in win now mode. Mm-hmm. When Giannis went to Milwaukee, they wasn't in win now mode. So they had years to develop yeah. their game. And even for the Raptors, the Raptors technically wasn't in win now mode. They was in we're not winning enough with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. We keep getting our ass kicked by LeBron, mm-hmm. so let's make a switch. And luckily for y'all, when y'all made the switch, LeBron left the East. Who did that, so, though? Who's the, who's the president of basketball operations when that happened? Jesus Christ. The greatest general manager I, in the history of sports, Messiah You, you better no. enjoy it because his ass is gone. I don't think he's leaving. I don't think he's leaving. I don't his think he's leaving because think gone. about the only option is New York. I don't think he's leaving. <laughs> no, trust me. Any team would want him. But besides the point, I don't want to get into Messiah, but I would be so surprised if he's leaving because he's built – so many ties, whether it's like the Giants of Africa thing that's closely associated with um, a lot of the people from the Raptors, too. Because think about, like, the players on the Raptors. They'd be, like, long African males. Well, you- think about if he turned the so, Raptors around. Think about how much notoriety and shit he would get turning the Knicks around. Yes, but unless that, he doesn't turn the Knicks around. Yeah, but I don't think case, people will hope that against him. He don't yeah, that's true, that's true. But, that's, oh, but true. that's but that's actually the reason why a lot of GMs end up leaving to begin with. Isn't mm-hmm. because they do a bad job. It's because they want another challenge. Yes. Because they don't like the redundancy of, I got what I'm, I'm here we're at right now. We're, we're but he winning. has another challenge, though, in that his for the first time in NBA history, the star player leaves after winning a championship, and now you have to figure out how you're going to salvage the situation. Do you Do you bomb? Well, but, if he, but if he's exceeding expectations, which I think they are right now with, for sure. with for Siakam, sure. then yeah. again, he may look done. for a different... He's like, his job is not necessarily done. I, I, I see what you're saying, 100%. Um, that's, what, no, I that's, think what general, that's what general managers think say. Think about nobody, why... Nobody Masai, expects y'all to win a championship without Yeah, Kyle for sure, for sure. So he's exceeding. But think about why um, Masai even came to Toronto. The Raptors' ownership usually was just about profit, profit, profit in like the 2000s. Mm-hmm. So they would never spend money on players or do deals if they thought that it would negatively impact their bottom line but it's like you can't think like that you have to try and make the best team and then the money's gonna come so the second they made that switch late in the 2000s um they got rid of brian colangelo uh they found a way to get rid of Bargnani's horrible contract when masai did and then i think it's ownership ownership plays a very big role so if you're gonna if you're masai jury and you've just been playing with this fantastic organization with the ownership that 100 fully supports you you're not going to the knicks or he who have the, he the liked, worst ownership in the he league also liked the, oh yeah i don't think it's gonna be knicks, but he like he might go to another college. team I know Denver was bidding really, really hard for him because he was the GM in he Denver before he came to Toronto. Um, but I highly doubt it's going to be the Knicks. But anyway, he, besides but he, the point. But he, liked, but he liked the challenge, yeah. though, and which call it. And that's why that's part of the reason why Sam Presti said he, he just wants the challenge of just rebuilding it all over again. Mm-hmm. Like, they just like the challenge. Have you ever stopped to think, Cinco, like, um, like just analyze and talk to scouts to see what specifically they're looking for? Because I assume that's your point of contact with most teams. teams? Yeah. No. Nah. I, don't, I don't really... I don't have direct contact with scouts uh-huh. since I understand basketball a lot more. I just know who to watch. Word. So I watch certain people. Of course, we watch the LeBrons and the Giannis because it's entertaining. But for, for sure. somebody like me who wants to make it, I go and I watch other people. That if I was to be plugged into that team, this is what I would be doing. Word. I know for a fact if the Lakers wanted to sign me today, I wouldn't be signed under the impression to do what the fuck LeBron is doing. Mm-hmm. So I watch LeBron for excitement purposes. and entertainment. And, of course, you can learn from LeBron as well, but I don't watch guys like that when I'm trying to learn that how I can fit into a team. Word. I watch, like, DeAndre Hunter from the Hawks. or That guy's nice, by the way. Or, like, Very OG underrated. Ananobi or, yeah, facts, you know, facts. Derrick Jones Jr., Guys like that, like those Word. are the guys that I could watch and learn from and be like, okay, this is what can get me in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then after I get in, 
now I can progress Word. and turn into something else. Do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you? Because a lot of people, and I feel like it shouldn't be the case because a lot of people play till their prime in like 33, 34, and then they slowly begin to decline. But um, in the minds of like a general manager, if you're bringing in somebody really, really young, they have high potential. But if you bring in someone who's in their mid 20s, is not they'll assume that their ceiling isn't nearly as high. So do you feel a lot of pressure? Like you got to get shit done like right now, or do you think that you have a lot of time to get I to it? I feel a lot of pressure on myself because I, I need to get it done mm-hmm. right now for me. But why do you personal, need to get it done though? Well, for me, I, when I first realized that I wanted to do this, my initial goal was to go to college for a year and go to the NBA. Word. Then when that didn't happen, I said, okay, I wanted to hit it by 21. Mm-hmm. Then when that didn't happen, I said, okay, I wanted to hit it by 25. I turned 26 in June. Word. So I give, I've been giving myself timetables. Mm-hmm. So it's like now, yeah, I may not be hella old. And I've seen like Tory Craig from the Nuggets. His first year was he was 28. For sure. Jonathan Simmons' first year, he was like 26, 27. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I feel like I, I do have the extra like year or two maybe mm-hmm. to kind of get to where I'm going, but where my life is right now and the shit that I'm trying to do in two to three years, mm-hmm. I put the pressure on myself to hit it. That's right good now. though. You got a sense of urgency. Yeah. It kind of like, there's no day you want to take off because you know, like you got to get this shit done now, yeah. but it's good that even though like you're pushing, you're extending your quote unquote, like made up deadline for when you want to get shit done. Yeah. Um, that happens with most, I don't think, and this is very rare where you set a deadline or you want to accomplish like a very challenging goal and then you just get it done on time. Right. A lot of the time, especially when, um, there's like gatekeepers Like you have to know somebody You have to impress mm-hmm. somebody It takes time And maybe you're not In the right situation now But you might be in the future Nobody in No successful person Has ever really been able To do this shit by themselves. That's a fact So yeah. no matter what profession you're in No matter what you're doing You can always use A helping hand Or somebody that's willing You know So who's help helping you? As far as like NBA stuff? Just in life like Well when it comes to, like, the NBA stuff, like, being with the Millsaps is, since I'm in Atlanta, mm-hmm. is, you know, the right people to be with. Everything else as far as, like, you know, YouTube and just making it through the day, it's kind of, like, just going. Really. Like, you know, we built a, a relationship, but it's not like, you know, we don't call each other every day and be like, you know, yeah. let's do a video, <laughs> whatever, whatever. So it's just like, you know, it goes day by day. So if it happens, it happens. Uh-huh. You know, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's like. So you don't have, like, an agent or a manager or anything like that? No. Nah. Yeah, you definitely need to get one because agents um, are grimy. Yeah, they, for so, sure. Now, it's, I, I'll put it like this: working with the NBA stuff, like I said, D'Angelo is Paul's agent, so mm-hmm. that's who I kind of like. That's my form of contact for NBA teams. Word. But when it comes to overseas teams, I don't really talk to agents. I rather talk to teams directly. I've that, talked to agents, but they don't. Really yeah. So here's the thing: um, I don't like. Maybe you, you're in a different domain when it comes to the athletic stuff, but for me. I know that getting a deal, let's say I want like Fiji to sponsor me because I drink their water all the time. I would not be able to do that by myself. Well, I, there's probably a chance I can. And there was times where I would even like mock up 3D renders of a room to make like this. I'm, I'm going to try and do this, this, this. I propose this, this, this. Right. And I'm talking directly with the brand and I had a point of contact that connected me. But it doesn't work out. And so I feel like in almost every negotiation, it's way easier when there's a third party agent representing you. Yeah, when, it comes, right, to, when it comes to that, when it comes to shit like that, like brand deals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then, yeah, of course, having a manager or something would be more beneficial. But right. where I am right now and what I'm trying to get, unless it's the NBA, I don't really need it. Word. So, I mean, of course, like bigger leagues overseas, NBL and stuff like that, like you'll... 
sometimes people will hit you up. Like I had a guy hit me up randomly on Instagram. And this is the thing. A lot of these people be low key. Mm-hmm. So a guy hit me up on Instagram. He follows like 800 people. He has 120 followers. So that ratio sucks. Yeah. So and, and he doesn't. And the only thing he posts on his Wait, what page is, he? is that an agent. I don't know if he's specifically an agent or if he's a middleman, but he's well connected. Sure. Well, so you can't like, be well connected yeah. with 120 followers. That, but that's what you think, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when I went through the 120 followers, mm-hmm. well connected at least like 40 of them were verified. What? Athletes. That guy must not use that platform at all. That's yeah, the only so it's like, and the only thing he posts on there is images of like, like collage pictures of guys playing overseas. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, like, are all these guys on your page guys that you've helped get jobs? And he said, some of them are, some mm-hmm. of them aren't. But he's hitting me up with shit that an agent that I talked to two years ago was hitting you up about. Wouldn't hit me would, up about oh. or couldn't do. So mm. it's like he hit me up out the blue one day and was like, "Hey, would you uh, be interested in going to the NBL? Mm-hmm. You know?" And I'm like, "The same league Lamelo played in." And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Yeah, if you can make it happen." But again, it's politics to that. It may Word. be. A, it may be. If he's being able to submit my resume to those guys, I'm pretty sure it's other agents out here submitting their players. Yeah. So maybe an agent isn't the right term. But um, now that I've like developed more relationships with different organizations, sometimes they'll just call me up randomly and be like, "Hey, we have this opportunity for you," and they'll connect me with a brand. So yeah. like, even if it's not an agent, just connect with like. I think people it gets to the point the where if you learn how to handle business yourself, then you're valid. Then you're you should valid. know how to do it yourself. Anyway, but yeah. then if you have other people to help you along the way, then it's like the shit multiplies. Get with some people, learn the game, man, in and out. No matter what game you're in, no matter what profession you're in, I say get with some people, learn it, in and out, and that way you can start taking shit over yourself. Because sometimes, sometimes middlemen don't really even know the best interest for you. Like I've That's been in situations. true. I've been yes. in situations with agents who I literally went to sleep without a deal mm-hmm. and woke up the next morning to a team texting me. Saying shit like, are you ready to bring a championship to the team? And I'm looking at my phone like... Sound like some shit you got on your phone in my career. Yeah, yeah. and I'm looking at my phone like, who the hell is this? And I had to call my agent like, this team just hit me up. And he tells me like, oh yeah, I just negotiated a deal with you. How? What the hell? You didn't ask me how much money I was trying to get from the team. You don't know how much money. You don't even know if I want to go to that country. Mm -hmm. But you got them thinking I'm about to sign on the spot. Well, I feel like if... I could understand why maybe he'd do that because if he was a little hesitant about it, then maybe the likelihood that they would even be interested would be very low. So he just make it seem like. But usually, how it works, just in, in when it comes to deals for me, is they'll reach out for us and be like, "Are you interested?" And then I need to an answer quick. Sometimes they need right. a quick turnaround, a few hours to answer. Boom, you answer. I'm interested. Then they pitch you. But that's kind of crazy. And he that pitched you take before. Long, though. Yeah, it that, doesn't take long. Easy. If you ask me, am I interested? You give me the blueprint of mm-hmm. what I need to skim over. Mm-hmm. I can tell you. In 30 minutes. And I'm assuming you it. reply back really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I so if, t- yeah. my phone is always on. So okay. it's like I can tell you in 30 minutes if I want this or not. Word. But for me to wake up <laughs> and see, are you ready to bring Was a it a horrible deal out of curiosity? You don't have to say specifics, but were you like interested in doing it? Let's just say I stayed in that location for a week. Word. Mm. That's, I, I feel like it's cool, though, that you've gotten all these experiences, even if they're not all positive, just around the world. Yeah. Um, because not a lot of people get that. And so you come back and then now like that kind of builds up your character. And I definitely feel like you have a lot more discipline. Than the average it makes person. you appreciate. I'll tell you, some of these countries make you appreciate America. Oh, and I know you're sure. from Canada, but some of these countries make you. Appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I I've imagine. been to Iraq before, but I'm not going. We're not going to talk about that. I was, was going to say that too, like, too long. <laughs> since, you've been, since you've been across across the waters, like what like any type of. What's the funniest there. story or like something that you like okay. realize like oh this is it's real yeah 
Alright, so when I went to Iraq, right? Oh no. Nah. <laughs> so so let me tell people, getting out of Iraq is harder than getting in. Mm, I could imagine. But when I went there, my first night there, we were scheduled I got there like four PM. We were scheduled to leave at like eight to go to Baghdad. Mm-hmm. And so when I get there, it's people outside. The first thing I hear is sound like bombs. Like, and, and that was three hours after being there. It sounded like bombs. But I look out my window, and it's like they're having, I don't, it may have been the weekend. They do, like, some weekend party, like, on Fridays or whatever, like, right oh, outside. Yeah. Friday is, like, Jemaah. Shooting, so like, like, Roman candle <laughs> fireworks and shit. Friday's usually a celebratory day in, like, yeah. Muslim majority so countries. Yeah. So it was crazy to me because I'm like, you know, a Roman candle, if you shoot enough at one time, <laughs> it's loud enough. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. bro, I've been here for three hours. I know we're not blowing up already. <laughs> So, it's like, so, I look, so I look outside and I see him shooting the Roman candles and I'm like, okay, cool. So I stayed in Iraq for like a month and a half. I only signed for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I go to Baghdad and it was a good ice cream shop in Baghdad. We was in Baghdad for like a week and a half before mm-hmm. I left. Yeah. So I'm like, ice cream was pretty good. Get some burgers and fries, go to the ice cream spot, come back, get the lamb later. I did it every day that I was there. Mm. So I get the ice cream. When I finally get back to America, this was, I go to an ice cream shop on Monday I leave Iraq on Wednesday. I get to America on Friday. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, ISIS blew up their ice cream shop. Whoa. <laughs> the same exact ice cream shop. Man, ISIS what up. the fuck? Yeah. Did they say why they blew that up? No. Did they, they say why? I'm curious ISIS, what the fuck is the problem with the ice cream shop. ISIS blew it up. So I'm like, at the time, when I first decided to go, when I told my dad, because my dad was in the military, so my dad fought in Iraq. So when my dad, when I first showed him the he contract, think that was crazy? when I showed him, when I told him I was going, he said, no, the fuck you're not. When I showed him <laughs> the contract, he said, yes, the fuck you are. So, <laughs> so I was gone. <laughs> so I was gone. But when I came back, he was like, I'm glad you got out of here. That's that. fucking crazy. And like, yeah, I know you're crazy. in tune with basketball. So you ever yeah. heard of uh, Marshall Henderson? Yeah. You used to play at Ole Miss. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think Marshall Henderson was in Iraq the year before I got there and they blew up. He was on the opposite side of the hotel. They blew up the side that he wasn't on. Yeah. So and, and they had to play a game that night. So he could open the door and see outside. Like they blew the whole shit up. Wait, who blew it up? ISIS, ISIS or somebody. Like, who I, don't, I don't know if it was ISIS, Iraq. but it was yeah. something like that. Yeah. It was, it, Iraq was the craziest shit I had ever experienced. And I'm like, unless y'all give me like 100 bands a month. I'm not going back. And if I do go that back, is- I'll stay there for two months and come back home. Jeez. Like wow, That's crazy. So man. what's, why is, um, no, I know why the process going in and out the country is long, but what does that look like? Is that just you sitting around waiting Even? for? Well, it depends. The team messed up my exit visa. I don't know how they did that, but they ended up messing up my exit visa. So I was there two weeks after the season was over, which I didn't really, I was, I cared because I wanted to get back home. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I didn't care because they was paying me by the day. Oh, okay. Mm. So oh. when I left, I left. To- I left with like an extra four bands in two weeks. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> right. So, but when I left, it was like so. You know, when you leave the airport, when you go to a regular airport in America, you got to go through security checkpoint, mm-hmm. you drop your bags and all that shit. I had to go through eight of those from Ooh. checking in Man. and getting my look from getting my boarding pass to getting to my gate. I had to go through eight of. Them. What is the chances the first uh. seven miss? Yeah. You should have better machinery, but man. God, no, but damn. they're not. But they're not a far distance. They're like 150 steps away from each other. Jeez. Uh, and it's like I'm looking like, damn, I gotta take this bag off eight different times. Just taking it off, taking it. Oh, off. so you said you played in Israel too? I heard yeah. Israel had the most secure airport in the world. They do. 
because I went to Iraq before I went to Israel. And they have like don't 20 like of them other. in Israel? or You know they don't like each other. Iraq. Oh, I know that, yeah. So when I got to Israel, <laughs> I was in customs for an hour. Oh. Because they looked geez. at my passport. Oh, and they saw you went to Iraq. And they saw I went to oh, Iraq. Man. And I had to tell them that I played basketball. And that's why I was in They Iraq. didn't believe you, though. It's like, oh, they, no, they tall. did. They just, they just wanted to make sure I wasn't trying to come bomb Israel. Oh, for sure, yeah. So when I got, I got through, but even, even uh, when I got through, it was like, I had this big ass bag with a lot of my shit in it, like mm-hmm. a big suitcase army type of thing, and they made me empty the whole thing. I'm talking about like Jeez. me. I almost got arrested in Israel for arguing with the security guard because when he opened my bag, my box up, was he mad? Disrespectful. My clothes was folded. Like I had oh. everything was neatly folded, and mm-hmm. he's like taking it out, just throwing it to the side. I'm Word. like, you gonna fold that shit back up, right? Like, cause Imagine I'm not a security fold- guard folding your clothes yeah, back cause, up. Because I'm not, because I'm not folding it up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I folded it up already, and then so another guy had That's to come from man. the back and was like, "Don't worry, we'll put it back in there neatly." So I'm like, I made sure that they put it in there neatly before yeah. I went to my gate. But it was like, luckily for me, I got family in Israel. So if anything would have really happened, I was, I was gonna be okay. That is insane. But that yeah. is, it's very much <laughs> crazy. crazy. Oh, but I love, I loved Israel though. Have you, have I, you I ever did. played with me like professional? NBA players, like ex NBA players, or use overseas? Not overseas, but in the summer times and stuff, they all oh, okay. they all be here. So why um why did you choose Atlanta then, out of all places, to move? <clears throat> yeah, my dad. We moved from Chicago. I moved here for high school, so my dad. Oh, so you've been here? Yeah, my dad okay. was in the military. He moved here, uh, so I did high school here. And what high school did you go to? Just stay here, Lithia oh. Spring. Oh, you guys just say, okay, I, for me, it felt like that was some yeah, confidential yeah, no. information. No. How is the gym what? I go to confidential, but the high school he went to is not confidential? I mean, he doesn't go to the high yeah, school every no day. More. Are you oh, okay. crazy? All right, whatever. I mean, people, <laughs> people ain't going to pull up on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, but it's not like you at the high school every day. You go to okay. the gym All right. every day. I see your I'm reasoning. not you, man. You, know what I'm you remember when we went to Lennox? Everybody was like, oh, my God, that's Agent Zero. And I'm like, Damn. I'm used to that happening to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm on the sideline. So I'm, I'm definitely cool. not going to um, Linux with you, especially how many shootings going mm, on right now. Yeah, that's a I'm juke that. I mean, three three shootings since December. That ain't bad. That is that bad. is bad. That is bad. But I mean, that's bad for any other mall. Maybe yeah, that's only at one yeah. spot too. That's bad for yeah. Linux. Yeah, because yeah, yeah think, Cumberland had its own shooting. Yeah, Cumberland had like two since well, yeah. Cumberland was the Jordan releases. You know how black folks in Jordan releases. Yeah, happen. but I mean, still though, that's not at least it shouldn't happen. I right. find some like um, harmony in knowing that it was confrontational shootings. It wasn't just a person that shot Random. for no reason. Because yeah. if it was a person shooting for no reason, I'd be truly concerned. <laughs> um, but if it's like, oh, you took the Jays that I wanted, then I could see how that might escalate if you was a huge mm, fan of Jordan. Uh, I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even running out of risk. Look, I stay, I stay out of them territories. <laughs> That's my, what I'm saying. My days of standing in line for sneakers have been long. Long gone. Long gone. I'm done with that. That's I can't do hell. it no more. I'm not definitely not doing that. Word, unless unless maybe you're reselling it and it's like your business, but even then, that's no, a hard business to. Oh, no. uh, I can't even believe they saw people standing in line for that. All that stuff should be done online. Like that's most outrageous. of it is done online now. But the fact that they still have some of it, that's yeah, that is that's just silly. You know? That's stupid as hell. That's probably how a lot of people remember. Like, yeah, they used to really like lining up to get the new. You know what I mean? So I mean, now when you line up, you just got to be cautious. True. Especially now, I mean, now that Linux is doing some shooting, you got to be cautious. You know, mm. Anybody that had these on right here, <laughs> you get the hell on. <laughs> you get the you get the yeah, hell on. The baby you black know? force. Yeah, you get the hell on. So, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm definitely not doing that. But what what is um what's the next step? Like what what's 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 next for you? Are you gonna more so commit on the YouTube end? Are you still like is 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 basketball still? 
at a priority for you where if something pop up, you just drop everything and, and go ahead and go? I commit to both, but I don't want to go overseas. So, so overseas is done for you unless it's the Euro unless unless it's NBA. like unless it's a top league like if it's like Euro League or NBL or if it's like you know France Pro A top league Germany mm-hmm. somewhere that I know if I go it's mm-hmm. respected enough for me to get looked at by some NBA teams mm-hmm. if it's not something like that then I'm not going I, I'm gonna stay here and just work out um, try to get some NBA workouts in the summertime if not try to get a couple of those G League workouts you know like those start like September. Can so, you just go to like all the teams' workouts if you wanted to? If I wanted to pay that money, or, to pay. or yeah, one hundred and fifty, right? Yes, I mean, look, <laughs> sometimes the fees get waived. You mm-hmm. know, if you connect it, they'll waive the fee, but you still gotta get to those locations. So yeah. it's like, if I wanted to go to Memphis, you go on like tour in the Northeast since like all the cities are closer. You and just could. Hit all those tryouts. You could actually. I yeah. mean, yeah, you could, but I mean, that's all. <laughs> like, like I said, I just go to the gym majority of the time, come home and grind YouTube. So really, I'm doing both. I'm putting enough time into both. Word. So right now though, it's not like really the the season for you to like think that something is going to pop up for you. I mean, it is. I could get a call tomorrow and say a team in top league Germany want me to leave. Okay. And then that would just be up to me, if, <laughs> like okay. if if I wanted to leave or not. But for me right now, how my mind is operating, I really just want to be in the league or at least the G League. But I also want to do my thing on YouTube. So I'm making my days easy enough to grind out both. I, so. I, I, so when you go to, like, these random places in Europe or in Asia, um, the women have to love you because you must be, like, a unicorn to them. Tall as shit, black guy. They probably have never seen I got a fiancé if you're watching this. <laughs> oh, you should have uh, left with that. You know, <laughs> if you're watching this. I can imagine they'd be all over you because they will never again see someone like you in their life. They... What? Yes. What are nah, the odds? For how often do you see a tall black guy? It depends on where you go, though. But in Atlanta, maybe it's the wrong say, question. To say, we in but Atlanta. in any other American city, it's rare. Let alone you go across and play in a place nah, that's it, like majority. You, it depends on where you go. Because Israel, Americans are, it's a lot of Americans that go to Israel because they have a first and a second division. Mm-hmm. So the first division, you're allowed, I think, seven imports per team. So a lot of them are American. And then a lot of those teams are close to the main city, Tel Aviv, if they're not in Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. So they see a, a fair amount of, you know, black basketball players and things like that. Even other countries like Germany. Right. You know, Germany got black U.S. soldiers over there. I'm so, about to say, yeah, it seems like black and Jew. Yeah, so certain places. Exactly. Now, 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 like Slovakia, that's a different story. <clears throat> when I went to Slovakia, it was me and three other Americans. Mm-hmm. We was the only black people in the whole little area. So, so when they see us, it's like... Immediate staring And they don't hide Their stares either Is I don't want to sound Ignorant or nothing But like They They'll speak English Around you though right Cause I Some feel like countries that Understand English Like Israel English is a mandatory Taught language So they speak English there No they probably know English But do they speak it Around you Yeah sometimes There's some Some people speak English Some people speak Their language okay. So we don't know What they're Word. saying Yeah So Iraq was no English I had one of my teammates Spoke English Outside of my American teammate mm-hmm. Only one of the Iraqi teammates Spoke English So I never Say knew What the fuck they were saying It's like You said pick and roll But you thought he said Pick and pop And now you're fighting The only thing they <laughs> understood Was switch and defense And pass the ball Jeez That's Jeez. the only English Jesus. words That they know That was it Word. So you're, are you bilingual Or you, you know other languages I can speak like Certain words of Hebrew Like I said Because I got family And stuff from there My dad mm-hmm. is Israeli But I haven't taken the time To learn it For real uh, but I do want to learn Hebrew <laughs> and learn Spanish. Did I think Spanish would be a, a dope yeah. ass language. Yeah. I want to learn French, yeah. which is crazy because 
I spent my whole childhood trying not to learn French <laughs> in school, but now I kind of want to learn it. But yeah, that, that'd be really cool. I feel like it's not even that hard to learn a new language. You just put like a few hours a day for like well, a year. For Hebrew, yeah. I wouldn't want to learn how to write it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not learning how to write Hebrew. I just want to learn how to speak it. Right. You know, we read left to right. Hebrew oh, yeah. reads yeah. right to left. Yeah, I know how to read Arabic. Oh, for real? Yeah, Hebrew yeah, reads right to left. If you, get, if you went on your phone and switched your uh, language to Hebrew <laughs> and started typing, it'll start from right to left. Facts. Yeah, yeah. I speak a few languages too. Or Arabic is like that too, where it's opposite. You just have to get used to it. I want to speak Jamaican. Well, I'll go on bridging. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm dead ass. I want to impress us. That. Come on, do. Oh, you want to speak it? No, I thought you said you can't. Speak. No, 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 no. I want to. Don't though. Why not? Because even in, there's a lot of Jamaican people in Toronto. Anytime someone's not Jamaican but they're trying to pull it off, they just they come across pissed. as like, Jamaican yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to pull it off. I want to know it. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to fake like I. I know. I actually I know. want to know it. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but they're still gonna be on your ass about that. But there's not. I mean, there's not real Jamaicans <laughs> in Canada. Come on up. Are you kidding? There's no water over there. Most of Toronto's culture is influenced by Jamaica yeah, so and Somalia. So you stole. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's not about stealing. The Jamaicans in Toronto influenced the culture. So what they, so they from? did that. Where did Jamaicans come from? Jamaica. From, so they flew all the way over. A lot of them are, a lot of people in Toronto is uh, first generation immigrants. So like growing up, a very common question is where are you from? And the answer is Ethiopia, Somalia, Romania, wherever. If I ask where you're from in Atlanta, fifty percent of the time I'm met with a blank stare South like side. like no, they <laughs> Or they'll be like, Here, I'm from here. I'm American. But it's like but where are they you go, really they, from? They, you know they, from they go, here. They go, that's, that's, that's the, the difference, thing. though. They're gonna give you. They're gonna give you what side of town they <laughs> yeah, from. Yeah, they're gonna say mm-hmm. south. Like, like even yeah. in Chicago, so Chicago they'll tell you the side, but they're gonna tell you the number street too. Out here, it's not. It's not a number street. It's not so as many first generation or second generation immigrants here. That's why in Toronto is a lot of them. So their parents, most likely, if not their grandparents, immigrated here, and so. Yeah, so a lot of people came from um, Jamaica. There's a lot of Somalians, a lot of Chinese people. So the Toronto culture is just a mix of a lot of what's already there. But um, yeah, so when the people try and pull off um, Jamaican, and like even when they try and do the accent, or whatever, it just sound mad corny. But y'all do that too, though. Who? Can't can't Canadians? Y'all do that. What do we do? Like Tory Lanez just made a whole song acting like he's from New York. Drake. <coughs> uh, he, and Drake he did like Fabio's flow. Yeah, Fabi. That's and that's so, a really good song. But he he loud it though. It's like. If you got the blessing, right? That's what okay. that's what Drake does a lot of, is he yeah. sees something and then he's like, "Oh, that sounds dope." So what's the I like to add that to my repertoire? So what's the difference between that and what I'm doing? <clears throat> but people do think Drake is corny for that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying people Facts. are gonna think you're corny for that too. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm corny, <clears throat> I'm corny, both of them corny. I don't think Drake is corny for that. I just think he's fucking, he's very talented to be able to do a whole lot of different things. A whole lot Like his array of what he can do On any given song Is very wide Yo somebody else writes it for you Yeah He doesn't know I'm telling you He writes most of it I've spoken I'm best friends with Drake Maybe not Okay Alright Maybe not Anyway Yeah when somebody else writes it for you Good You valid Word That's how you're coming today That's a fact (laughs) If somebody else writes it for you You good He writes most of his shit though So cut that out bro do I? Yeah. Like Russ. No, Russ, I don't. Russ I don't. Was, Let me know. I don't know that. So um, somebody was uh, tweeted at Russ the other day and was like, bro, Russ, you said you write all your shit. How come like five other people have writing credits on this song? And Russ was like, man, you think you know everything. But apparently you'll get writing credits for a song if you were sampled in the song. Yeah. So you didn't even really have to put any effort. You were just sampled in the music, exactly. but you get writing credits. For that. So maybe that's what's happening with Drake. So I'm trying to say, bro. No, but we, we actually know the person who wrote. But Drake, Drake said that nobody what? wrote it for him. He just helped him write it. You see no, the difference? No, so, no, 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 no. Pause, 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 pause. Agent, we don't, we're not just spending time on this. All right, wait, no, wait, we don't, wait. We don't. So if Vortex helps me with an idea, we come up with it together. No. Then is it, 
And imagine if someone's like, oh, that's Vortex's idea. I'd be like, no, we developed it together. No, we worked out this part and he worked out this part. When somebody literally... Had, like literally spit the whole thing and had the flow down. No, he was coming. That's and just, like a handful of shit, though, bro. You're trying to apply it to his whole. I'm uh, not catalog. saying his whole, but I'm saying it's easier to nah. sound like a nigga from Atlanta when a nigga from Atlanta is spitting it right. Yeah, in his mouth. it'd be nice to have. An, it's, it's easy to do R and B when the weekend who does R and B is doing your stuff. But you you got to learn it from somewhere if, if that's what you want to do, right? Yeah, that's what you said. I'm not saying. Right, I'm not saying it's easy to do that. Don't come at Drake like that, bro. It's easy to do that. When somebody else is doing it for you, you I know? bet. Okay, he trash. We'll leave it at Drake. <laughs> no, I was playing Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> don't say that. No, that's, that's tough. That's just disrespectful. Um, I don't know what what else what else you be doing. I I've never measured my, my life. Yeah, you, uh, we were just talking before the pod, and you said you put on a lot of muscle. So is that like? Oh, I'll tell you some of the R. story. <laughs> We not talking about that one. No, we can't. We I mean, we can't. That ain't. That We're ain't here. really. I mean, that's no. Not, you're not talking about that. We can't I, I talk about the R. Listen, listen I haven't. We? I haven't seen nothing of what has been posted. On. I actually haven't watched the show. You have to comment on it. But like all the that's allegations, like, all the allegations. Track, you don't have to comment on it. I've seen none of it. So you, you said you were putting all, but the people who saw the R. Kelly stuff. So it's not like it's secret or anything like. But why we had? Why such a random thing to bring up? It's not random. He brought it up before we got to the pod. I was talking to a lead, but you know. So we So R. Kelly. So you said you put on a lot of muscle, right? What you see R. Kelly do? I didn't see R. Kelly do shit. Oh, okay, okay. Yo, why you set him up like that? No, I thought that was a story. I thought I thought. He was around R. Kelly. He was like, he saw R. Kelly move. No, 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 no. Oh, hell, you heard no. incorrectly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, my bad. My, I mean, if he told, if hey, low, low, hey, no, hey, low, 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 trying to put me on the stand. Low, trying to put me on the stand. I'm the people listening on the audio platforms. Let you know that Low has his troll face on. No, I'm just it's saying engaged. It's, this is the segment called Lowe's Trolls. <laughs> and I'm not falling in. Can we talk about that. a serious topic, Bo, before we end this, man? Because I'm right. actually kind of curious. Um Wait, what I, did you say though? You I said, said you put on a lot of muscle. And so that oh, must have been yeah. something that changed because you were you doing it before and you just lost it because you stopped working out, or how'd that go? From time to time I'll lift and then I'll stop. But I used to eat like shit. So I still do that, now. Yeah. I kind of changed the way that I was eating. And so, you know, as basketball players, you want to have, like, your body fat percentage. Most guys that's really healthy are anywhere from, like, three to six. What? Three? Like, three is death. Like, three, three. No, no, no. Just body fat, though. Like, some guys, yeah, you know, you three to three, three to four. No. Three is, like, if you're joining no. a bodybuilding competition, no, 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 you need to do no, some no, poses. No, no, no. Yeah, that's three. You can get, you can get like, three to six. Whatever. Six so, is more reasonable. Three so is realistically, crazy. So, realistically, what happened was me, since I used to eat like shit. And then I used to barely eat. Mm-hmm. So everything that I was barely eating, my body was going into starvation mode. And right. it was just storing it. Mm-hmm. So I would get a lot of, like, lower stomach fat mm-hmm. that would increase my body fat percentage. So when I tested it at, like, the beginning of December, I was at, like, 13%. I weighed, like, 195 pounds, but it was 13% body fat. Right. So I did the whole month of December where I ate four times a day, all pre, like, meal prepped. Food between like you know grilled chicken, uh, baked chicken, little broccoli? bit of steak, broccoli, mm. you know rice, shrimp. I stopped eating bread. Um, I cut mm. out everything with sugar in it. Like you see, Powerade Zero is no sugar. That tastes so disgusting, by the way. It tastes like a, a, disgusting. It's it's a if it's if it's like cold, a bad version of the one that already. So we're, so we're it, never getting sponsored by Powerade. If it's, if no, it's the cold, zero one tastes horrible. No, listen. If it's cold, it tastes good. Room temperature is awful. Oh, word. But I'm oh, only that's drinking the jam. it. Okay. I'm only <laughs> drinking it right now because I don't have nothing else to drink. Word, word, but word. so like I cut out all the sugar. I cut out the bread. 
And so I basically transformed like 10 pounds of body fat to muscle. So I'm still 195, mm-hmm. but it's just more muscle that's, than what that's was really good. than what was body fat. So now yeah. my body fat percentage is like 8. But I'm trying to get down to like 4. That's wild. Jeez. So. You have to show me someone at four, because my understanding is like when you do those bodybuilding competitions, you go to the sauna for 15 hours, like and then NBA, you pull like up with NBA, like 2% NBA, body fat. NBA players could be like three, four. Like Sergi Bach is probably like a three, four. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus. He's like a, probably like a three, four. You can't Man. tell. In my mind, I, mean, I, I, I there wouldn't say three, six four. seems reasonable. Six to eight. I'm about to say, I wouldn't definitely think I mean, you over have, 10 would just be outrageous. I mean, you have guys yeah, who, really like, who really like eat how they're supposed to eat, and mm-hmm. you can tell in their physique, and then you have other guys who like they eat how they're supposed to eat. Like PJ Tucker. Yeah. yeah, but they'll cheat it too. So like God, you know what I'm saying? Somebody like that who's that really not, who's really not cut up for real. Yeah, like you can tell. But for me, it was just about being consistent with the lift. Like I probably right. haven't lifted though in like three weeks. So you feel like you're gonna lose those gains? I mean, I lost the gains a little bit, but my body fat percentage probably stayed the same because I'm still eating right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not eating bad. I had like a week and a half where I did eat like shit, and I still had my meal prep food, but on the side I was eating like. Cinnabons and like a fucking honey oh bun Cinnabons, or some shit. man! Like, Let's talk about it. Cinnabons is some of the most delicious stuff next to Krispy Kreme. You got to be disciplined, bro. Yeah, you got to walk to walk past that shit in the mall. They have it everywhere here. It. it is rare in Toronto. They got that shit everywhere, man. It's amazing. I'm, I'm surprised stuff. they don't have like the actual store out here. Word, it's actual. It's just at malls usually. No, but it's actual store. It's on the south side. It's an actual store. Yeah, it's oh, tough. Cinnamon store. This, you can smell that food. Food discipline. Food discipline is the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with in my life. But, Me too. But I'm doing it though. <laughs> for real. <laughs> you but can no. tell. But yeah, no, for real. I feel miserably. For I mean, a while. but you've been you've been doing good though. Yeah, way like, better now. So like I spent yeah, I spent most of last like year. sixty. Mm, yeah, I'm almost at sixty. In like a few days, I'm gonna be at sixty pounds. Um, yeah. And it feels like patience was probably the biggest thing, to be honest with you, because I almost. I'd have a good day and I'd be like, bro, how come I didn't lose 20 pounds? In my mind, that sounds crazy, but that's the results I wanted because I just wanted this shit to be over with. Because right. I didn't, in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to commit to not eating good food for the rest of my life. But yeah, I just ended up breaking the, it down. See, the thing about it is, because my dad was just on a little, I put my dad on a little food plan and my dad just lost like 40, 50 pounds. We need that, man. But y'all know the deal, man. It's your boy, Bobby Cinco. Holla at your boy, I gets money. <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch you on the next one. All right, peace. Went out to eat a couple times. You didn't really eat. A lot. No, yeah, yeah you were I saying like you eat. Like, see, now that realistically, it's working for you right now as far as you losing weight. But realistically, mm-hmm. it's not good because you still can. It's you, good you, you, though. You, I mean, let's not get it because he's gonna. He's gonna, really gonna, no, 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 gonna no, no, tell no. you that it's. I, I know it's not I, good. I, I believe. But no, he's no. going to tell you. I, I believe. You know. I believe that is that it's good because it's helping him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't have to. Damn near starve yourself but I, to see the results. But yo, check it you out. Can I'm eat, not eating horse. horse. I don't I, okay, yo, you're sick. Sick. Check it out. Because this is gonna sound crazy to everybody listening. You're not starving. Not only am I not starving, but I haven't felt hunger in weeks. Like I might feel hunger for like a few minutes every few weeks, and that's it. Because um, the hormone that controls hunger, ghrelin, once you fast enough times. Um, especially if you don't eat at the same time every single day, because mm-hmm. that's usually when your ghrelin is going to spike up and it's going to make you feel like you're hungry. But I just eat one really big meal. I don't get hungry till the so next do, time so that day. Frequent when you go work out, do you eat? I hate eating work before out. I work out. I'll never do that because I'll. So you eat afterwards? No, I eat way before. So like I usually work out way late at night. Um, so if I'm eating, I usually eat anywhere from between like 2 p.m. to like 6 p.m. 
rent. So mm-hmm. any time between there, I'm valid. Somet- sometimes if Waleed's like, yo, let's go to the Sabachi spot at 9 p.m., then I'll just wait till 9 p.m. to eat. So it doesn't really matter when. Mm-hmm. I just eat once a day. And that shit is so valid, bro. And that's what so it's, it's valid. Honestly, it's probably because I guess it's different because I'm a lot more active. Mm-hmm. But for me, like even eating these four meals a day, I be feeling like I be hungry still. But so hunger like, is I, I, not real like though, third, Cinco. Like no, listen. Oh, hunger is not listen. real. Listen. I'm gonna let AJ say hunger is not real, but I be hungry as fuck. So right, I mean, but he can say it's not real, but, but I, I be hungry. Luckily, I, I I've been fasting for Ramadan um my whole life growing up. And so when I started to intermittent fast, it wasn't nothing new. I've already been doing it. Right. Except when you intermittent fast, you could also drink water, which is the worst part about fasting during Ramadan is water. No one really gets hungry. Nobody I speak to is like, oh, I can't can't wait to eat well everyone loves to eat to but say, they're like water water i'm thirsty i'm thirsty so that's the worst part um but hunger doesn't mean your body needs food hunger is just reminding you that your body needs food but it does your hormone the ghrelin hormone doesn't go up as your body needs food let's say you work out three four times you're not going to start feeling hungry because you ran out of energy um because that's just not how the hormone works anyway um <laughs> but you but you, I, but you but you need to eat to fulfill the energy to keep yeah. you going after no, 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 listen no, listen no, to me listen i'm gonna tell you how do i not feel hunger then how do i never feel it i'm not saying that i'm saying you work out three or four times you do need to okay this is exactly what i'm gonna do one of these days, since you said it, mm. you, you definitely work out with to me. Work out three mm. or four times. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 four times a day. Grab this, grab this. I'm working out with you. One of these days, and we're gonna see. One of these days where you don't eat, uh huh, before you work out. I'm gonna put you through an hour. We'll do that. Weightlifting. I'm not gonna do it. I mean, I'll do it, but I'm gonna feel miserably because I'm obese. But I'll try and I'll. Yo, but check out. I can't work out the way he works out because I'm not as fit as he is. But I'm gonna try and keep up with you. Right. Right. Word. But you don't. It's it's not only that. It's just that you don't have the actual. You don't have anything. You don't have have nothing. You don't have anything. No. Before before we go to that workout that day, if I'm going real hard, I'll just eat an extra 500 calories. Boom. You gonna, burn, the issue. you gonna burn that shit out in the first three. I sets. might not eat a thousand <laughs> in the Cinco, first three seconds. You have, be done. <laughs> that is my dream is to eat more. So if I could eat three thousand calories that day because I'm going hard the next day, I'm gonna be so excited. But that's what I'm telling you. You can literally you can still lose more. the weight that you're losing if you just and work eat out three thousand calories exactly. a day. You have to eat it in portion. Nah, nah, that's not even. First of all, that takes way more time, right? Uh, it only takes way more time because you don't want to cook. Yeah, I hate cooking with now, the passion. Listen. I'm not putting your business on the podcast, but you make enough money to go out here and pay one of these Atlanta chefs to meal prep you. Nah. Hey, look. Hey, hey look. Look. I make At least my, for a week. Look, listen, I cook my own food now. I know. Yeah, I seen you, you do wanna, your meal if prep. You want to come on, you know what I'm saying? Then I'll hook you a little That's Cinco. basically what he's saying. Look, look, I Cinco, can do look, it. Cinco can hook you up with some stuff. I can get you right now. You know what I'm saying? I, okay. Look, you just sound ridiculous. I don't know. This is why I'm, you, I'm done talking you about If you ignore hunger, you so this is what but you think. It's not the listen hunger to, part. Listen to this. Listen to this. Because there's a channel that I learned all this from. It's called I think it's called What I've Learned on YouTube. He talks a lot about intermittent fasting and its benefits. You think that the less like let's say you go 24 hours without eating, you're hungry, right? You think if you go to 48, you're going to get hungrier, and 72, you're going to get hungrier. But hunger comes in waves. You'll feel it, and then it won't be there, and you'll feel it, and it won't be there. So the less you react to the hormone by eating every time you get hungry, because then it's going to be like, oh, it worked. Next time I'm going to get hungry at the same time tomorrow so he can eat again. Because it just wants and you. And that'll be a person that's not an athlete, though. That, now, the athlete stuff for makes athletes, sense. You for probably us, want a 24-hour fast. No, for that us, makes we, sense. I, well, I eat on schedule. Yeah. So literally, what's your schedule? My morning, I eat breakfast anywhere between eight to ten. Oh, okay. Depending on what time I get up. 
Then my second meal of the day, lunch, is anywhere from 12 to 2. Depending Word. on how many workouts I've done between like that 8 a.m. and that 2 p.m., mm-hmm. depending on how many workouts I've done, I'll probably eat lunch between 12 to 2. Mm-hmm. My third meal of the day is anywhere between like 4 to 6. And then I eat dinner between 8 to 10, depending on what I'm doing. Now, that's valid. But it's like you don't even have to do a 24-hour fast, though. Like um, I would never. Bear, I ad- never. bear I would athletes never do 16-hour fast with an 8-hour window. So you could eat two to three times just within that 8-hour window. But what we're saying, it's not really about the hunger part. It's just about if you don't eat and you're trying to do like any but type of No one's saying workout. don't eat. I'm just saying change when you eat. No, you're saying that's what fast 24-hour fast. But then you eat all your calories, so you have all this energy, right? And then you're going to use it throughout the day. So I'm saying if you just have a really big workout, then maybe you want to uh, increase your window for eating. But you could also just eat more calories the My day before. My only thing is, no, it's not still possible. Logically, that makes sense, though. My, no, only, my only thing is, I feel like you could still lose weight without You can. You can. It's just this way. It's cheaper. It, it saves you more time, and it's incredibly effective. And because I'm going to end up losing a... But it's not incredibly it, effective for everyone, though. I mean, nothing's incredibly effective for everybody, but I'm saying, generally speaking, there's a reason why a lot more people are intermittent fasting. Because previously, um, like 10 years ago, if, if I said I was fasting, they'd be like, oh, are you Muslim for Ramadan? Or sometimes Greek people fast for, like, they don't eat dairy or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't think, like, regular people would be fasting, but now it's so popular because it's been effective for bare people. That's all. I ain't fasting for yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm not. Don't. But you, you think that <laughs> you're not capable no. of doing it. But yo, it's like it's, not, it's like the it's cold low. The, the shit really doesn't exist if you don't want it to. But it's not really even the whole capability of doing it. It's just how caloric being in a caloric deficit works. I mean, that's just it's, that's just but how it works. I'm saying if I say I'm going to work out with Cinco, right? The we're expected to burn like a thousand calories in the workout. Well, it's going to be different for both of us because we have different bodies. But I'll just adjust accordingly the day before. So if I'm an athlete, maybe I'll eat. Like, and I'm trying to, like, let's say I'm trying to lose weight. Maybe I'll eat, like, 2,700 calories and go real hard at the gym. And then it's going to level itself out. So it's not, like, you're still going to be well, in a 500 people, calorie okay, so deficit. For people, for people who do Ramadan, Ramadan is, you can't. It's, From sunup to sundown, sun you up, can't okay. eat a drink. So, like, I think Ennis Cantor is Muslim. I think he He's does Turkish, Ramadan. yeah. I think, so yeah. I think last year when, they, when Ramadan was going on, they were saying Ennis Cantor would eat. Um, like an egg sandwich or whatever his breakfast was at like 4 a.m. before mm, the sun before comes the sun up. Came and then he don't eat nothing again until the next 4 a.m. Now, but that's different in though. his canter is in his canter. But and imagine somebody like LeBron eating at 4 a.m. and then not eating again until after. Yeah, but that's, that's what I would. I'm, would I'm not saying happen. that. Like, how do you think, how do you think LeBron would perform? If he ate at 4 a.m. and then didn't eat again until the next day. It would never happen. But I'm saying, you, I'm, what I'm saying is you don't have to do a 24-hour fast. That's just what I choose to do because I only go to the gym one time a day for so like one hour. So what type of fast do you think LeBron would be 16-hour fast, 8-hour window. Uh, but And his cancer is different. For Ramadan, you also can't drink. So that would be the biggest thing for him. Um, but when sundown comes, he just start drinking. He can. Okay, man. But what if he's playing a game before then? So that's before what I'm saying. Before then what? Before the sun hey, if comes I was down, his, if I was in his character, I'd have somebody on the sideline like, "Look, buddy, we yeah, play at six. Tell me <laughs> when we play. We play as soon six. as that sunset. Half, half time is at seven forty-five. Thank you. But Let you me don't know if if there's a lot of circumstances in which you don't have to fast for Ramadan. Like if I'm traveling, like if I fly to LA, I don't have to fast. I could make up the fast when I get back. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm just saying, just besides the point, like just you don't try too many things. That's what I noticed about you, Lo. I've you, done. I've done. I'm gonna get you to fast with me one day. 
But you act as if like I eat multiple servings. You know I don't eat that much. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you have a whole bunch of like. Nah, you don't eat it at all. Exactly. You eat very little. You don't eat, no. And I ain't gonna lie. So I know for a fact that shit look, not gonna work. Look, I ain't gonna lie. That place that you know you said you probably wouldn't go back, but I may need to try that out. It's not. I, mean, I wouldn't recommend you go. There. I feel like it's another place that I've been to like that, but I may need to try that. Nah, this better. Not gonna drop the this location. But if y'all pull up on me, you will get clapped. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> That's a joke. All right, let's wrap this one up. Let's wrap this one up. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, yo, thank y'all for watching and listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Make sure y'all rate us a five star on Apple Podcasts on Google Stitcher. Make sure you you know spread the podcast word of mouth on the Ox Court as well. My name is Legend of Winning, aka Low. Uh, we'll catch you guys in the next pod. Cinco, thank you so much for being a part of this. We're gonna have to have you back on, uh, and yes, I'm sir. most definitely gonna take you up on that offer because we're gonna work out together.